This is Silicon Reel, the half hour dedicated to the people of the London tech startup scene. Uh, I am Brian Rose, I'm the host of London Reel, and uh, this is the concept of my partner in crime, Mr. Colin Pyle, uh, who comes to London via Toronto, China, and India, sometimes on a motorcycle, sometimes not, sometimes with Guinness Book World Records, uh, sometimes without. But um, before we get to our guests, uh, Ben, I was wondering, Colin, if you could tell people about your vision for Silicon Reel because that's the only reason we're here is because you sent me an email a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's really simple. It's just I, I always find the, the stories behind great businesses or great failures or even just businesses that flutter about very interesting. And as an investor, as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking at the people. And I think the people is so important. Uh, great ideas come and go, uh, but, but the people really drive those ideas. So tech startup scene in London is amazing. It's, so, it's going, going nuts right now and I just felt like we need to tell stories and we need to find great people to tell those stories. So let's do it. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. And I have to agree with you. I've just got into the tech startup scene. We had Bryce Keane, one of the uh, other beards here uh, a couple weeks ago and, and I've been at two round, uh, two silicon drink about so far and I've caught the bug. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a bit. Before our inaugural episode, uh, we are very stoked to welcome uh, Benjamin Southworth. Um, he is the now departing deputy CEO of Tech City UK, which I believe is a government organization created to promote business in the UK technology startup scene. Welcome to Silicon Reel, and was that about accurate? That's bang on, that's exactly what it was kind of aimed to do, and yeah, it's great to be here, and, and just yeah. thank you guys for doing this. This is yeah. exactly what London needs, you know, we need these stories coming out, and right. it is about people. Yeah. You know? No, it's, uh, it, it's all about the people, and you know, you're one of the, the drivers behind building the community, and I think that that's what's so important, is the community. We met via the community, and, and, and this is only going to work with the community. Yeah, and you were one of the original beards that started the Silicon Drink About, which is this, this get-together that has such a good vibe about it. It's got like a, you know, we're not there to talk business, but we can, but it's all about helping people. You don't charge admission. It's like anybody can come. It doesn't feel, it feels cool when you get there, like you can just hang out. And I know you used to be involved in a, in a variety of startups in, in, in the, the roundabout tech scene, until nine months ago you were kidnapped or... <laughs> You, you took a job with, uh, with Tech City UK, and um, that contract's coming to the end in August. I was wondering if you could tell us what that was like, um, what you did there. I know you liaised with Number 10 Downing mm -hmm. Street. Um, did you have to think hard before you, you accepted the job? And uh, I'll, I'll just let you answer. Um, yeah, I, I thought really hard about taking the job. Um, you know, I, I arrived in, in London sort of, what are we up to now? Probably, probably getting on to three years. Um, and I predominantly worked in, in Cambridge, which is the only place that I knew of um, that used the phrase startups in the UK. There used to be a lot of, a lot of technology businesses there. Shifted recently in the last sort of three, four years more to sort of biotech, medtech. Right. And that's mainly because the university is shifting its focus. But for a long time, Cambridge University was, was the place where, where the computer geeks were and they were producing amazing stuff, spinning that out, creating amazing businesses, you know, and autonomy being you know, the proof of that. You know, it was a huge sale. And so, you know, after a sort of series of failed relationships and I kind of ended, found myself in London with, with kind of no friends, um, a sort of fledgling sort of consultancy business around startups. And I'm a kind of, I'm a hacker by training, um, mainly Googling, just sort of trying to kind of get startups and, and small businesses online, kind of trying to get them to understand what, the, what it is they're doing, 
you know, spent all my time online reading about how to do this, lean startup methodology, looking at the valley. And I spent three months living in Denver, Colorado, um, and got plugged into the boulder scene out there. Um, people like Andrew Hyde and Brad Feld. And I just loved it. I fell in love with this community they created, this like open door policy, like everyone is equal. There's no one better than someone else. Right. Like there's no question you can't ask. Just this kind of really sort of laid back, sort of Colorado, sort of foothills mountain vibe. And I was just like, this is awesome. This is so cool. And it's not standard sort of British stuck up, don't talk to me, I'm too important, you know. Right. And so when I kind of was in London, you know, I needed to find work. And I went along to a tweet up and I found two guys, I found Bryce and Michael. And we were sat there drinking this beer and I can be, um, I can be fairly blunt. And we didn't like what we saw. We were just like, this is shit. Like, <laughs> you know what, we can do this better. And Bryce, being Australian, said, well, you know, we'd need to have a barbecue. It's like, okay, awesome. It's like, well, you're a designer. You work in an agency doing PR. I'm a geek. Let's target these three people. Let's throw a party. Free beer. Free food. Get someone to pay for it. Get everyone in the room. And just get everyone talking. So somehow we kind of kept talking and we kept in touch and we hacked it together. And we've just managed somehow, like, with luck, blessings, lots and lots of phone calls. <laughs> Big beards. Lots of, but at the time, the beards were small. We were oh, young okay. beards then. Young you know, beards, yeah, yeah. Yet to kind of grow into, the, yeah, into our faces. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we put it on, and everyone loved it. Twitter blew up. It just went mental. And we were just like, there's something in this. And everyone was like, when's the next one? When's the next one? So we did another one. And we, it was bigger and better, and I think we started with 80 people, and we got to 160 people, and we raised like three grand in sponsorship mm. for the first one, and then we got six grand. Yeah. And it was hustle, yeah. right? And it was kind of that just sheer determination, force of will. Right. Like, who can we ask for money? Like, just give us money, and we'll <laughs> put interesting people in a room, and then you get to come along. Yeah. And so it was kind of grooving along, and... Uh, we set up a few more events. We created Don't Pitch Me Bro. We saw a need for the emerging startup community to showcase in a kind of low-stress way what it was they were working on. And we got that up. And somewhere around the second sizzle, Michael Acton Smith, who'd actually set Silicon Trinkabout up, and he's the CEO of Moshi Monsters, said, look, I love what you guys are doing. I haven't got time to run this. Take it off us. So we said, okay. So we've been running it for him, really, for the best part of now, two and a half years. And at the time, it was kind of really just the moshy monsters after work drinks. Yeah. It didn't feel very sort of accessible and open. And we knew what Michael wanted it to be. So we kind of applied the same sort of methodology, which is be visible, be there, kind of greet people, be nice, make sure everyone's got a beer, like make sure everyone's been fed, looked after, you know, connect people up. And we did a lot of real sort of manual, physical, oh, you've got to talk to this guy, you've got to talk to this guy you know, hey, you're not talking to anyone, let's go and talk to you. And we just kind of bootstrapped it up. Um, That's so important because, you know, tech people can be a little introverted sometimes. Yeah. yeah, you know. I can be a little introverted sometimes. <laughs> and it's, it's weird, right? You don't, if you go to, it's like going to a, a house party, right? You just need to, you're always looking for that friend you know. Right. You know, and actually sometimes the greatest conversation is the, with the person you don't know. You don't know. know. Yeah. And actually we just wanted to facilitate that and make that happen. 
It's, it's the only way to grow a community, really, too, right? To to facilitate the introduction of things. Yeah. Otherwise, you just clique it up, and and you know you you ended up where you were before. And people get addicted to it, right? Like yeah. once people know that's what you do, they then do it. Yeah. Right. So the more okay. connections you throw out, the more connections come back to you. You know, people are always coming up and saying, "Hey, Ben, you got to meet this guy. Hey, you got to meet this guy. You got to meet this guy. You got to meet this guy." And it's like, wow, okay. And you, you end up meeting these fantastic men and women who are building fantastic businesses, putting everything on the line. And it's so inspiring. Like, it's, it's an honor to help them. Like, yeah. it's a pleasure. You know, it's such a kind of... So there I was grooving along doing that, building websites for a variety of different people and clients and businesses. Um, we did a town hall with Tech City UK because we kind of realized there was this kind of community engagement piece that they were missing. And we did it. And then I got this phone call from number 10 Downing Street. And uh, I put the only suit I own on, made sure I got my picture for my mum. Went down, got my picture. <laughs> Went down and talked to them. And they said, look, come on board for 12 months. Kind of help us make this make sense. You know, tell the story of what we're trying to do to these people. Um, and I thought long and hard about it because at the time it wasn't maybe in the best space. People were quite sort of at worst negative about it or best sort of neutral to it. This like, is people in the community were yeah. negative about Tech City? Yeah. Okay. They weren't, they weren't sure what government was trying to do. Right. You know, this, this cluster emerged on its own mm -hmm. and people were like, why do we need this government piece? Why do we need to, to kind of be told what to do, right? Yeah. And that's always the fear with, when, you, when you do with government. It's the government that's going to take away something from you. Um, and the more I kind of talked to government, the more I kind of understood what they wanted to do, the more I was like, actually, only government can do some of these things to help yeah. you know absolutely like so yeah. creating a tax policy um you know convening all the local landowners together you know looking at entrepreneur visas you know working out immigration peace and giving it a kind of global story is really hard you know the, you know, mm -hmm. the beards couldn't have done it i couldn't have done it i don't think almost anyone could have done it it needed yeah. that that sort of big reach that government has um and so I kind of was not sure, and I went and chatted to Bryce, and Bryce said, look, you know, you can either do it, or you can watch someone else do it. And if they aren't doing it right, you're going to be so angry with yourself. And I was like, okay, thanks, Bryce. Yeah. And he knows how to wind me up. Like, he, knows, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he knows exactly what I need to know. <laughs> do you want to be a critic, or do you want to be critiqued? Absolutely. Yeah. So I stepped in, and went in and, you know, I learned a lot. Like, the hardest thing I've, probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, it was very, very challenging in lots of ways. You know, I'm, I'm used to startups, I'm used to entrepreneurs, I'm used right. to agile software teams, I'm used to super fast, you know, from idea to delivery stuff. And I was in this kind of gigantic tanker trying to turn it around. And it was hard, you know, and everyone Everyone kind of, they don't, they don't mean to fight you, but they're so scared of getting it wrong. Yeah. You know, and actually to get stuff right, you, you sometimes have to make really big, difficult decisions. And it was just that kind of sort of day in, day out sort of difference. Yeah. You know, they're in suits, they're 50, 60 year old people. Are they thinking about yeah. their long term political careers in these moves? And is that why they're a little more cautious? Of course, you know, and it's the civil service is, is, is simultaneously a, a wonderful thing and also a negative thing. You know, it's 
it's very hard for them to to take a risk because it's one of the very few jobs with a with a good pension package these days yeah. in the UK. And you know, you're dealing with, with important people, but these important people are there because of 30 years of, of good service who can see that pension pot and they can see it. And there's me who's right. 32, bearded, in a t-shirt, angry, swearing, passionate, sort of, you know, and there's straight away there's this kind of distrust of each other, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's these other sort of political pieces, which is, I didn't come from their world, so I don't know anything, and I'm just dropped in by number 10. And politics starts to play a part. And I was naive and innocent about it. I didn't know. I just didn't, I didn't think. I just kind of assumed we were all trying to do the right thing. And I don't think they were trying to do the wrong thing, but they weren't willing to take the risks sometimes to do the right thing. From this new guy that just, yeah. Yeah, this new kind of beardy, sweary, non-suit wearing, sort of disrespectful kind of upstart. Yeah. And um, I've never been good with authority ever, like <laughs> at all. So this was a kind of a tough, a tough place for me to be. But you kind of very soon find the allies in the organizations. You find the people who get it. And you learn how to make your ideas become true. And then when that happens, it's magic. And you can see why people get addicted to being in power or, or politics. Because you can do insane things. And you can have conversations with huge people and get them excited about stuff. And you can do crazy things like ask 4G to double, triple the speed of, of the local network, and they'll do it. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. You're like, yeah. okay, what else can we ask for? And it's like, well, we need some people to do some apprenticeship stuff. Yeah, we can do that. We need to kind of get some visas stuff happening. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Wow. And just started thinking, wow, you know, and connecting up with investors to give feedback to HMRC to talk about uh, the tax policies they put in place for entrepreneurs and, you know, amassing this insane group of super smart, super connected, wealthy investors to make sure that feedback loops there. And a lot of what I personally did was make sure the policies made sense to, to the community and then facilitate those conversations and make sure those kind of feedback loops were short as possible. And you know, I kind of did it. And I kind of can't believe that I did. But <laughs> I managed to do what I set out to do. And life doesn't always go like that, right? You know, I've most of the time, no. not at all. And you were, you were hired on to be the deputy CEO, mm -hmm. and and then later Joanna Shields came on, yeah. who was the former Facebook vice president, I think, of the European head, mm -hmm. and pointed appointed the CEO. Yep. So was it in your mind? Was it always just twelve months, or was it like let's just see what happens? It was. I knew, you know, I'm, I'm a very project focused sort of person, so I never really was. You know, I would see what would happen after 12 months, for sure. Um, but I wanted to do as much as I could, and I, all I wanted to do was, was kind of respect those people who had been so lovely to me. You know, people were so kind when I took the job on, and have been so generous to me with their time and their support. You know, and I needed that. You know, I needed that. I, you know, after tough weeks and going to drink about and people, you know, saying you're doing a good job, it, like, it meant everything to me. You know, these were... You know, I, I worked for these people. And that's how I saw it. Like, it's almost like a community service you gave for a year yeah. or something. Well, yeah, I kind of see it as national service. It's like, 
that was me. Some go to the military. <laughs> yeah, you know, some do, right? You, yeah. Some do Peace yeah. Corps, and yeah. this is like Tech Corps, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. you go in and you do, you do your time. Right. Um, so you, you, pushed, you, you pushed a lot of those bureaucracies and boundaries, but it's like, now that you maybe have, have your alliances and you can actually get stuff done, mm. do you kind of wish you were there for another year? You might be able to get more done in the next year than you got in the last year? I think, I think the answer is I, I don't know. Right. I'm not really sure um, kind of how much there's left for, for me or, or for my role to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the community's engaged, the community's plugged in, the community's connected. The community has a voice directly to number 10 now. I don't really see what more I could do. Um, and there's always projects, but some of these projects I can just do on my own anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was, that was the sort of challenge of, 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 I'd kind of sprinted for 12 months and I'm tired, like I'm right. burnt out, <laughs> like I'm really done. Um, I need a break, I need a rest. And then the opportunity came up to say, let's, let's call it done. Yeah. And actually working out what's next is really interesting. Kind of working out how how I would have done things within the organisation more. I don't know. I, I can't see that piece. I don't really see. Um, I, want, I want to hear about what you have next. But I just, if we were just going to wrap up the the Tech City thing, mm. what, what would you say would have been your 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 best accomplishment while you were there, and what was your biggest disappointment? Good question. Um. I think the best thing I did was I managed to make it understandable of what the government was trying to do. To the community. Yeah. Right. Communication. Right. Yeah. I think, and, 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 you, and kind of just being accessible, being around, not being all in Whitehall all the time, you know, just being on the ground and, and knowing people can tweet me. And probably just being on Twitter was probably someone, that yeah. never, they never had anyone that was probably as engaging as you are. Right. Maybe, you know, but I think just, you know, the fact that people knew me, liked me, trusted me, kind of, that really helped, you know, government is, you know, a very unique organisation in the world, you know, and you know, it's, there's no company that can ever do what a government does, but sometimes they do a really bad job at explaining what it is they're trying to do, and so people get a bit wary about it, and actually there's that translation piece of, what government's trying to do to how that actually will affect people and why it's awesome. And I think once people understood, actually, you've got people at number 10 who make change happen, make policy happen, listening to this tiny, growing, you know, rapidly accelerating sector, it's kind of mind-blowing because it never happened before, like ever. And we've introduced policies that UK-wide will bootstrap up digital businesses you know, and what they are doing and the people inside who are doing it are inspirational and are sort of, you know, they're like entrepreneurs for government. They're really, you know, hacking the system and being, you know, able to explain that honestly, frankly, straightforwardly without kind of bullshitting anyone was a real kind of point of pride and something I didn't want to lose. Um, okay. Disappointment. Disappointment. Yeah. I was going to say the IT curriculum, but we've actually just announced that that's going to change now. Um, but that was, I think, while it's not a disappointment, certainly the hardest piece, because it doesn't matter how much we jump up and down and say, 
there are amazing people doing amazing things, unless that pipeline of amazing people is there, right. it's going to fall over. This is for students in the UK, just yeah. the, the basic, like from grade four on, or just like what? Yeah. The so the IT the IT curriculum um, now, thankfully, changing um, was awful. I mean, it was like here's an Excel spreadsheet, here's mm. here's formatting, you know, and it's like really, come on, yeah. like. These guys are using Facebook day in, day out, Twitter day in, day out, YouTube day in, day out. Yeah. Like, they don't, they know this. Like, they know it, they know it from birth. So it's kind of trying to get them to understand the impact of it. And there are many people still, and we forget this outside of the scene, you know, there are many people who are still scared by computers. Yeah. Right? They're just scared. Mm. They don't know what they are. They're worried about how it's going to impact society. Um, you know, so... That was a really tough, long conversation, and very frustrating. You know, it's really frustrating when you're passionate about something and you know they can change it. And they Is that something you fought, like, from day one? And it yeah. took you 12 months to kind of... Kind of, And yeah. is that... Now, how long does it take for that to change? Like, you change their mind. Is that implement next year, or is it in, like, 10 So, yeah, years? in this case, it's going to go in next year. Next year. Um, so that quickly, they can, they can they, alter Yeah, it. they can, yeah. but it's, it's a long... It's a really long conversation right. to, to get them to do it. You know, and a lot of it was just facilitating and saying, no, 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 go and talk to these people. Like, you know, they're actually, they've got it. They've actually built you a curriculum. They just want you to look at it. Yeah. You know, and kind of, it's like anything, right? If you hear something once, you can kind of ignore it. If you hear it twice, you're like, oh, that's that thing again. You hear it three times from three different people, three different places. You start to go, what is this? Yeah. What are, and, you know kind of using all the various connections from people like Mozilla to the cabinet office, getting everyone to kind of cover less and just attack all the time on this. Never give up, you know, just constantly emailing, haranguing, hassling. Sounds like you're a politician now. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the game you have to play. Yeah. Um, whether, you, whether, whether I like that or not, it, it kind of, you have to do a sort of small lobbying piece and, and make it happen. Okay. You know, well, well, in the future, Silicon Reel is going to have kind of a 30-minute structure where we kind of go through specific questions mm. that we have people on. You're obviously a little bit different because you're like a really big-picture guy. You've been in the scene. So I, I won't hit you with the same questions. We're going to hit everyone else. But one of the ones Colin and I came, with, uh, came up with, if, if someone gave you 10 million pounds right now, what would you do with it? Now, you're in an interesting situation because you're coming out looking at all the possibilities mm. of what you want to do next. Yeah. So... What do you want to do next? And let's say, for example, you had 10 million of C capital in the bank. What would you invest your time and your money in? So there's kind of a, there's a sort of three or four projects I, I certainly want to get going. Um, I've always wanted to do a big East London sort of multi-site sort of tech festival that fuses how computers are interacting with music, with art, with theatre, with fashion, and really kind of stitch what's amazing about London and the UK up with the amazing tech stuff. Um, fortunate enough to have two amazing partners who I think can really help me deliver that. Um, we've got All Tomorrow's Parties who run fantastic festivals all across the world now. Um, and Dazed and Confused, who are an amazing art and sort of fashion magazine looking at digital. And I think we're going to try and kickstart this, this festival up we're going to try and sell the tickets a year in advance, get people excited and, and pull in sponsors and try and make that happen. So that's, I definitely want to spend at least four weeks of my time doing that and kind of get that up and get that out and start promoting that. Hmm. 
I've got my charity, which is uh, Tech Bikers. We're, we're riding from Paris to London again, 100 riders, all entrepreneurs, investors, the scene, um, hopefully trying to build three to four schools in Nepal. Is this bicycle or yep. motorbike? Yep, cycling. Because like, you used to be a bike messenger. Yep, okay. I did. Yep. I don't know if I was, I, I was outing you there or anything. No, no, that's fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> did you used to hang out at the foundry back in the day? I, I did it in Cambridge. It was much, oh, much, okay. much more genteel. Yeah. You know, it was kind okay. of a set-up and beg bike. You know, it was yeah. like delivering the little basket on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Waving. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that, and then I also um, am really inspired at the moment about about digital skills and schools. And I think there's a really opportunity to do something around a free school model, um, which is people-centred learning, um, looking at sort of things like the Harkness model that, that Exeter in the States does, trying to kind of basically produce maybe only 30 at a time, 16 to 18-year-old disadvantaged kids and trying to produce really digitally savvy, business savvy, um, sort of wannabe entrepreneurs for the area. Um, and probably we'll do a pricing model around uh, getting, the, getting the companies to pay after three months of, of, of having hired these people back in to fund the school so the school can kind of do more. So it's kind of using, you know, using businesses to basically pay for what would be very, very expensive private schooling but for disadvantaged kids. Wow. Um, and trying to kind of grow that out so that it, it, it moves and you do you know, three years, four years, five years. And ultimately, I would like to see it run from five all the way up to 18 and maybe do some post-grad stuff and some university piece and kind of really just try and build, you know, I guess like a selfishly, like a school I would have wanted to go to, a school that kind of really prepped me and enabling kids to kind of specialise on what it is that they care about rather than what we think they should learn. Right. Um, it's strange because I think everyone that's going to be sitting here for the yeah. next four weeks is going to tell you how they're going to take that 10 million and make it a billion pounds and we're going to go public and we're going to... Yeah. And yet Ben seems to be just talking about very philanthropic endeavors. endeavors. Yeah. Why, why is that? Just, I think, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I learned in this job and with the beards, like, if you give stuff away... It comes back. You, yeah, it really like tenfold, comes back. Right? And it yeah. comes back in, in ways you never knew. And you would never like you open yourself up to these opportunities. I think if you, you know, if you if you chase money, you get money. If you chase something you love, you can often get money and love. And that's kind of a much more sort of holistic, happier way I want to be. I don't need a fortune. I don't. I just want to do good things and be proud of what I achieved. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'd like a nice house somewhere. I'm, 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 <laughs> Money's good, awesome. Yeah, you know, money yeah, money yeah, makes yeah, things yeah. possible. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's sure. money, money does open doors, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, I, I, as an ex-finance guy, currency trader, that's, you're just chasing the, the, the bonus, the paycheck, the more money, the bigger house, the better car, and, and at, at a point it just becomes sort of soul-destroying, right? And, and so, you know, just I, my shackles are sort of on, on the floor way behind me now, and I'm moving forward and much happier for it, right? And, and just giving back is, is important, and I think... That's, some of your ideas are phenomenal, and, and they're, they're not small, right? So it, and, no. and they're, they're big ideas, but they're great ideas, and I think you know, a lot of them you actually might be able to implement now with your you know, Downing Street experience, right? Because a lot of those things would be hard to do without some of those relationships, I would think. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about kind of, that, that was why I didn't understand with, with the gig was it would make me think like this and big. think big. Right. Like I kind of thought it would make me focus on small stuff 
That's actually, it made me kind of have mad big ideas. Working for the government mm. opened your mind. Up. Kind, <laughs> yeah, which is idea. like just yeah. completely counterintuitive. Right? <laughs> yeah, you just sure. don't imagine it. But mm. you get to interact with all these people who are doing big, world-changing things, and it becomes really addictive. It becomes, you know. But I, you know, I'm also selfish. I also want to go back to coding. I also want to build a few little products yeah. um, that solve a few little personal itches. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I saw that on your blog. You want to get yeah. back in code. You know, one of the other questions we're going to ask on a regular basis is, aside from what you want to focus on, which is some coding and some very philanthropic mm. stuff, what, what do you see out there that's the, one of the most exciting and fastest growing parts of, of the tech startup? I mean, if there's one or two things you see where you're like, keep your eye on this without making any enemies I mean, it, 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 No, I mean, it, it has to be sort of wearable, um, quantified med tech stuff. Um, okay. I think this kind of quantified self piece is just, just gonna start hitting the mainstream like so hard and so fast. And I think um, I was hanging out the, a few Fridays ago with a guy who'd gone to Shenzhen, China and got this guy to build a watch with sensors on that can track blood pressure and heart rate and you know, sends it via Wi-Fi to his computer and he's got all this stuff and it's that's the thing I think we're going to see and I think that's going to really impact like just healthcare as a whole and, and that sort of stuff. I think it's going to really start to transform how we how we think about ourselves as humans and enable us to sort of really hit a next level sort of evolutionary change and I think that sort of quantified self-data piece is really fascinating. But there's also so much still to be done. Like, lots of things are quite rubbish. You know, lots, yeah. of, lots of tech is still a bit rubbish. A lot of that stuff is battery power, I find. Right, like, you know, if you have your watch, Bluetooth watch attached to your phone all day, like, my phone doesn't last all day anyway. Absolutely. Right, so if you can't jump the hurdle of, of battery power, mm. then I, I find these things... It sounds like battery tech's coming down and down yeah. and getting better and better. And, you know, and we are going to start seeing much more conductive charging stuff, you know, I think. Um, it's still not quite there, but, you know, computers are only just getting to the point that we always kind of hoped they would be, actually. Right. You know, for a while, the internet was a bit rubbish. Yeah. It was you know, a bit slow. It wasn't that interesting. And now it's kind of getting, yeah. you know, yeah, it's exciting. broadband, full stream, HD, surround sound, like, you know, becoming the ultimate content delivery system. And it's... But there's more to the internet than that. There's more to computers than tweeting pictures of your food. Like, there's right. more to it. There's, 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 there's still problems in the world. There's still stuff to fix. There's still, and there's still money to be made doing it, right? Mm. And I think previously what we've seen is generate, you know, sort of entrepreneurs make a money and then become philanthropists. And actually what I kind of want to sort of do and be inspired by is doing good and making money at the same time is... It's nice. It's a good feeling. Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's the only nice. way it sustains too. Absolutely. At the end of the day, right? Absolutely. It has to be a business model, or yeah, else yeah. it just will flutter away. Yeah, and you know, you can't you can't rely on just donations if you're going to do good stuff, right? right. You have to. Right. There needs to be a sort of middle way of of, of, of trying to support people and trying to create value. Yeah. But you know, when you know when Africa comes online and mm. smartphones and you know. 
Bitcoin and SMS payments. There's some really interesting disruptive stuff that's going to happen there, like super fascinating. You know, I, I was reading recently, I was comparing the number of IPOs that happened in New York versus London versus mm -hmm. tech, and it's like 100 and something to, I don't know, maybe I'm quoting the numbers wrong, 20 or 25. And, and uh, <coughs> you know, we had uh, one of the beards, Bryce Keen, on here, and we talked about how London is trying to sh shake off this, like, you know, we're the forgotten stepchild of the tech, the world tech community <laughs> compared to, I don't know, Tokyo, you know, Silicon yeah. Valley. But what are your thoughts on that? Are, are we shedding that? Uh, is it is it changing? I know fintech has a lot of possibilities here because of the proximity of yeah. shortage in the city. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts? So I mean, there's, there's there seems to be an institutional investor issue. Um, the, the, you know, we're trying to we're trying to sort out with you know, the London Stock Exchange has, has got a new a new listing system. You know, the guys over at Tech City have got this Future Fifty concierge system to try and help people manage that. What the problem really is right now is currently the valuation to, to float in London is, is dramatically different than it is to float in the US. Now, that's not going to change unless people start floating in the UK. Like the minimum valuation. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, you know, we need, we need, kind of need um, the big PE houses and, and equity firms in the UK to start sort of believing that this stuff is possible. And I don't think, at the moment, they sometimes realize how much talent and money and resource is being lost because America's a bit more um, on it, wants to get it a bit more, has worked a bit harder for it, hustles a bit more. You know, we're still, still very British. We're still kind of, well, it's the computers, isn't it? It's not, you know, it's not property. It's not bricks and mortar. It's still intangibleness. It's still... And, you know, a few years ago, 10, 15 years ago, people got really, really burnt, you know. Yeah. People, people went crazy in the 90s in the UK, uh, you know, they did in the States. But you, it's about changing that reality of, like, you don't need 20 million to do this stuff anymore. You need 20 grand. Right. You know, everything's in the cloud. You don't need to worry about scale. That will be handled by someone else. It's, mm. you know, there's, there is this new movement, and there's some really great opportunities. You know, King.com are about to probably IPO... You know, we've had people like autonomy. We've got like, you know, we've got ARM, right? 98% of the world's phones are powered by chips built in the UK. Right, in Cambridge, right? Designed, yeah. certainly, in the UK, yeah. um, if not built. You know, the designer of the most popular computers and most lusted after is British. It's not, you know, the British are not the failures that they, I kind of, they think they are. Yeah. And the press doesn't really help that kind of case either. It's, you know, it's still like internet, website, startup, you know, so-and-so, and it's like, we we'll just look down on it with sort of distaste and, and disdain, and it's kind of like, you're idiots. Like, you're all going to be automated out of the process if you don't get on board and really sort of look at your, look at your business models and look at what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but we're still just not quite there yet. Yeah, it's interesting because like when, when an IPO happens, whoever takes the company public usually takes a, an equity investment, yeah. whether it's Barclays or, yeah. or these places. So they end up taking, you know, 5-10% of the company. So ultimately they have to invest in it too. Yeah. But I mean, I mean that these drinkabouts happen uh, literally, you know, a half a mile from where I used to work in the city, mm. and it just seems uh, something as simple as getting more suits there to right. just feel this energy and start really understanding that it's yeah. more than just hey, there's a brand new website coming out. It's like no, yeah. no, this is a different business model, right? right? And this it's, isn't just a hobby, right? Like th these are big businesses that are starting here. Absolutely, and uh, you know, predominantly banking has been very good at understanding how technology can affect it, right? You know, yeah, they've been doing big data forever. Right. They've been, you know, super smart 
people from you know, Oxford and Cambridge PhD scientists going in and you know, trying to work out how to reduce latency and transaction times and working out exactly how much money is flowing around this money sphere. Like, they've been so good at it. But I don't think they know the sort of the vector difference between the money that they're making at Christmas time could turn into ten million pounds in five years. Right. You know, if they didn't buy the Ferrari and instead invested in a twenty one year old idea, you know, you had a person, they've got a huge opportunity. Yeah. The other yeah. issue is the innovator's dilemma, fintech being really big here and a lot of these banks looking at these companies that might replace them. Right. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's also a weird conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean I mean one of the big reasons, you know, one of the first things I I've, I've kind of announced that I'm doing is I've joined the board for City Meets Tech to try and help this piece, to try and you know get get the city to to understand that there's other ways to make money than just on money. You know, there's you know entire markets to be disrupted. There's entire opportunities, and there's a huge number of companies that are 20 years old who are desperately struggling, you know, to work out how they do things. And there's so many companies who still don't get online, they don't get tech, certainly don't get mobile, and they're certainly not going to get some of the new inventions that come through. So there's a real opportunity there for, I think, you know, this generation of people to explain that and to sell that and, and make that happen. Wow, that's exciting. Um, well, we've got a few minutes left here, but I always want to ask you a question that I'm going to uh, steal from London Real. And this is if you could uh, pick up one of your phones and make a phone call to the 20-year-old Ben Southworth and give him a bit of advice... And it can't be, keep going, Ben, you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what would you or tell him? Apple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you tell him? Actually, I, I, I told my dad when I was 14, just before Steve Jobs came back, to oh, right. invest in Apple, and he didn't. And like every now and then I remind him just how much money I would have made him. Um, <laughs> Jeez, that's a lot it would, of money. It would have been silly, like it was, you know, it's yeah. like 140. Times. Yeah, it's like <laughs> stupid, yeah. right? Yeah. It would have made him like a millionaire with two grand or so, anyway. Um, Philanthropics, no, I'm not uh, I would have told myself um, to have more belief. Um, I was belief in in myself, system in yourself. Okay. Yeah, I was a I was a mess at twenty. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people. Weren't we all? Yeah, yeah you know, lack like, of confidence. So, lack of confidence. Yeah. Um, a lack of hope. Really, right. you know, I, I felt I felt so uh, weird and different and alone and right. scared and just unsure what the future would bring right. and I never expected to, to, to end up where I've ended up and I have no idea what's coming next but I, I'm reconciled to that, that's great right. I've kind of yeah. begun to enjoy that the unknown's not so bad and I think, you know, talking about what you, what you care about and what you're passionate about you attract other people who are passionate and care about it and that energises and, you know, if I hadn't have gone to a tweet up on a whenever it was Thursday night and met my two very good friends none of this stuff would have ever happened and I would never be sitting here talking to you and it's you just don't know right you just don't know it's good advice and and if you on that same note if you had to give a bit of advice to the 20 year old listening to this right now who wants to you know be like Ben someday or be like you know Acton from Mushy mm -hmm. Monsters what, what would you tell them if you had to give them like a simple set of, of advice I think find something you you, you care about. Work out if there's money in it. And just do it. And, you know, take that risk. Take that risk now before 
the mortgage comes and the kid comes and the partner comes and responsibility starts laying down on you because it's hard enough to do. And I think, especially when you're sort of 20, like that's the time. Like you still got, whatever happens, you still got time to make it all good. You know, you can spend five years trying stuff. Right. You know, ask, learn, believe in yourself, forgive yourself, try stuff, don't be afraid to fail. You know, learn a little bit of coding. Don't, you need to learn everything, but a little bit of HTML, CSS, be able to throw up a website. It just helps get an idea off the ground. Like, you can pitch, you can pitch stuff if there's something people can look at. You know, you can send anyone an email, as long as there's a link in it they can click. Mm. You know, and, you know, just read and learn and talk and celebrate and help people. You know, help others. And it'll all be glorious. It'll all be fine, you know. Awesome advice, you know. Yeah, it's good. Wow. I mean, I feel like we could do this for another 40 minutes, but yeah. due to our abbreviated schedule of uh, Silicon Reel, I'm used to it. They're like, all right, let's just get let's started. Just here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want a beer? Let's get going. Yeah. I know. Right? Yeah. Well, um, it's our abbreviated schedule for uh, Silicon Reel, so um, I am going to wrap things up. Um, I couldn't think of anyone better for the first one. So thank, thank you. you so much for coming uh, thank in. Thank you Pleasure so much, Carlos. Thank you. Laying uh, sort of the foundation for where it will grow in the community. And, uh, yeah, and exciting. Yeah. And it's so great you're doing it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's needed and, you know, I want to help you get as many people in this seat and, and telling these stories because it's life is a series of fascinating tales yeah. and that's all it is, you know? Yeah, yeah and I just yeah. want to emph emphasize that this Silicon Reel project that Colin had the idea and that I'm going to help to do, it's really all about the community of people. So if anyone out there has suggestions, ideas, any criticisms, sure. bring it. Um, I'm going to be looking for, for even pictures and video for like a short intro. If you got anything, send that in to me. Um, it's, this really needs to be a whole collaboration thing. And uh, next week we're going to have Bryce Keane in that chair. And so uh, he's been really generous and uh, he's one of the three beards um, who does uh, the Silicon Drink About. And we're filming these on Friday night because we're going to the drink about right afterwards yeah. so um if anyone sees this you can see us there we're going to be there pretty much every friday and because um, yeah it is all about getting out there and meeting these people and seeing them and and getting the whole vibe of the thing so yeah. i'm pumped ready we'll to go see. you ready to go ready to go to drink okay. about it. there we go yeah, so we'll head to that. If you want, uh, we are going to be on iTunes very soon, so you can listen to this. If you want to check us out uh, in video form, if you are listening, we're uh, currently on the London Reel uh, YouTube channel. We're on Facebook, Silicon Reel. We're on Twitter, Silicon Reel. Yeah. And um, that's it. Please uh, send us. If you want to send an, e an email right now, send it to info at londonreel.tv. Sure. We'll have the Silicon Reel up for next week. Yeah, shortly. We're, you know, we're starting. We're, awesome. tech, we're a tech startup, kind of, uh, <laughs> not a tech startup, but, you know, we're a startup in this space, and. Yeah, we're getting there. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be good. Well, um, we'll go with the tagline to close out. It's about the people. And uh, thanks so much, Ben. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. All right, take care, guys. Sure.